One thing the COVID-19 pandemic did was make people realize how much they want to work for themselves. One recent survey said as many as 90% of people would prefer to be their own boss. While entrepreneurship is alive and well, not everyone has what it takes to make it. One man from Mount Healthy did have it and he used it to create a multi-million dollar business to help others succeed. I'm Rob Braun and this is Steve Osborne's take on how you make it. Presented by Heritage Bank. Talk to me about the psychological uh, aspects of this. And it's large um, because it's lonely when you're making these plans and you're trying to share them, but nobody gets it. Nobody's hearing what you're saying. They don't really feel the passion that you feel. Um, and so there's an extra burden in working for yourself. And then let's deal with if you eat too large out of the business, it's dead. You're not going to make it. You cannot take all the profits. You cannot go on that vacation. You have to build that bank account. Absolutely. You know, Rob, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that I can say it any better than what you just said it, right? You have these ideas, you as an entrepreneur, and the reason you're an entrepreneur is because you can see things that other people don't see. Mm -hmm. Becky and I talk about it all the time. She's like, you see things that just other people don't see. And it frustrates the living hell out of you that you can see it so clearly and that no one else can see it. And you want to put people's time and energy and resources behind that. But they can't get that vision until you feel the, the, the painting in better for them, until, yeah. until they can touch or feel something. And it takes a huge emotional toll on individuals at times because you are so alone. If you have... Want, if you want to understand what it's like to be an alien from another planet, start your own company because yeah. you'll feel that some night at three in the morning when you're sitting on the couch trying to figure out what you're doing next. Yeah. Well, let me ask it this way. Did you have another job while you started your business in order to fund it or did you live out of your business early on? I did something that I would never recommend to anyone. I quit my job at GE. I started a company in my soon-to-be-born daughter's nursery. <laughs> How'd that go over? Uh, well, the first year we made $13,000. <laughs> oh, you were killing it. I, we were crushing it in 1994 <laughs> yeah. at $13,000. Yeah, even though there were firearms in the house, my wife did not shoot me. Good. She had every reason to. But we struggled and we struggled and we survived. This is why a revenue plan is so incredibly important. There is a dynamic about business growth that most people do not understand. They believe, as the business is growing rapidly, I will have more and more money. The truth of the matter is the exact opposite. Growth consumes cash. Yeah. So all the money that you made in that profit, you have to reinvest back into that company. You can actually grow too fast and kill a business. I, I know that's totally counterintuitive. There's two ways to kill a business. One, you can starve it. And the second is you could choke it. Yeah. You can grow too slow or you can grow too fast. Uh, remember when they talk about the re-entering the Earth's atmosphere? Yeah. You come in too steep, you burn up. You come in too shallow, you bounce off. Yep. Business growth is that exact same principle. And this is why a solid bank, a community bank like Heritage, is so important because you can have that relationship with your banker. And as you have targets of opportunity, right, you can get somebody to expand your line, right? They're going to give you the flexibility that other banks can't. 
And so often you have to go backwards financially. In other words, the pot of money that you maintain goes down in order for the business to go up and grow. Absolutely. Growth consumes your available cash yeah. because you have to hire people and people want to be paid. I think that's unreasonable, but <laughs> people, well, people want to be paid yeah. and then they have to produce whatever they're producing and people want to be paid for those materials. And then you got to get it out to your clients and sell it. And then they want to take 30 to 60 days to pay for it. So let's say that cycle is 120 or 180 or 270 days. You have to fund the cash for all of those 270 days out of your profits. Yeah. So think about this. If you're making 10% profit at 270 days, think about that. That, yeah. that takes a long time to build that kind of cash. It does. It takes so much more money to do it than people think it does. Um, it really does. Yeah, it's just hard. But um, you can do it. You can. You can do it. With the right team in place, you can absolutely do it. I don't want to sound negative and crush anybody's dream or fire hose anybody. Because I would say, if you're believing it, if you do it right, freaking A, go for it. But it, you're right. But it has to be something you can't stand not to do, right? Absolutely. It has to be an overwhelming desire in order to achieve this particular thing. Otherwise, you won't be able to take the negatives to go with it. I recently had a young lady say to me, the fact that I want to do this so badly and I'm so impatient and this is driving me crazy – is that going to hurt me? Is that going to make me potentially a bad entrepreneur? <laughs> I said, no, that's going to make you the best entrepreneur yeah. if you want something that badly. All right. So I'm, uh, I want to start an ice cream stand. I'm, I have a kind of ice cream that nobody else has eaten, and I'm going to um, do it in March, and I'm going to make a lot of money, and I'm going to spend $150,000, and I have – 5000 in my pocket. What am I going to do? Am I going to make it? Do I, should I launch my dream? I, I would say get some advice from a seasoned entrepreneur because there's multiple ways you can fund a company. You can fund it via debt. So you can go to a lending institution and have them help you fund that business plan. But they're going to want to see some skin in the game. Yeah. So a good portion of that is going to have to be from you. You hear a lot of people talk about going out and finding investors. Here's what I would caution against that. Investors evaluate your company, and if they think it's worth $100,000 and you want $50,000, they want half your company. Yeah. So the longer you can go before you sell a share of stock, the better off you are. Remember, I had a friend tell me this once, there's only 100% of 100%. And as soon as you start giving it away, you don't have 100%. Right. And partners are the hardest thing to have in an entrepreneurial endeavor. Y yes, because as an entrepreneur, why are you doing this? Because you don't want to listen to anybody to begin with. Exactly. Right? You're you want to do it yourself. Right. And so I don't want to hear what somebody else has to say right. about my business. I mean, that was, that was one of the reasons why I went into the business. It's the wrong reason, but it's, it's a fact. Yeah. 
So let's talk, let's finish with it's a lifestyle um, because that, that's exactly what it is. It, this is not a job. This is not um, almost anything else you can describe, but it's a, it's a lifestyle for you. And most importantly, it's a lifestyle for your family, right? Yes, sir. And do you buy into doing it? Do you worry about that? Do you just go for it? It's a conversation that you absolutely have to have with your spouse or partner because you're going to drag them through this. And there's no two ways about it. And a supportive spouse, um, I guess if I was before I said there's three, three important partners that you have to have, a banker, an accountant, and an attorney. Well, actually, the first one is actually a spouse. Um, someone who's going to be willing to say, okay, we can't spend any money this week, and, and they get it. Um, our two daughters were born into an entrepreneurial family, so they didn't have a choice. That's all they, they've ever known. They just think it's normal. But it does affect the family. It absolutely does, and sometimes in not positive ways. Matter of fact, I think my daughters would tell you that there were days that I came home and in a horrible mood or, or – or uh, under the pressure or weight. And I think that negatively affected them. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I'm writing a check for tens of thousands of dollars of therapy now. <laughs> this is uh, Steve Osborne. He is a self-proclaimed serial entrepreneur. We thank you for talking to us today. I know we've just barely scratched the surface on what's going on and how to start your own business. But boy, it's been fun. Presented by Heritage Bank, member FDIC. Joni Nevitt is the branch manager at Heritage Bank's Erlanger location. And Joni, when uh, Jennifer and I were looking for money for our entrepreneurial endeavors, Community Bank really didn't top the list because I was thinking power, big bank, lots of money, support. And then we learned that's not the case. No. Community banks have something to offer. Yes, indeed. What is it? Well, we, we live in this community. We know this community. We've, uh, many of us have raised kids and been through every stage of life in it. I think we have heart. We have heart for the community. It's not just some far off place, but we, you know, we live here, we work here. And there's a passion. I have a passion, and I believe all of our heritage bankers do, to see the people and the businesses in this community thrive. You know, it's interesting you say that because you can feel it when you walk into a heritage bank. Yes. There's something about, you see the same faces, first of all, and you mm -hmm. don't do that in some of the larger concerns now. And you feel like people are betting on you. Just like you said, I mean, you're there to support them. That's right. And, and we truly care. I mean, we are passionate about taking care of the customer. Whatever that may mean. That may be leading them and helping them, even spotting out the challenges and encouraging them, giving them alternatives. I'll tell you what I learned is that they will also point out the pitfalls before you fall in them. That's, that's a big part of it. And that's where relationship comes in too. You know, we're going to look at it and guide them the best we can. It's not always what they want to hear, but I think they hear a lot of things that will lead them into a better future. <laughs>